Hey, Rob, I'm just checking in on you and Jody B. I hope Ray doing good out there. I know he's off the Internet, too, like oh hop hop. But uh, I miss y'all, man. Uh, I've heard you and Anomaly been talking wrestling like a motherfucker, and that's good to hear. I'm glad y'all still doing the damn thing out there. I've been struggling. I'm not going to tell nobody no lie. It's uh, it's been back in the food business since I got banned off the Internet from everything, like everybody who's not shilling for the communists. But uh, I'm not going to get into politics on today's phone call. I'm just uh, letting y'all know I'm even getting even further from technology since they uh, banned me and all that. Uh, Anomaly is probably going to come help us because he told me if I get a boat, he'd come help. Now he's uh, he done said it, so so we going. But uh, there, uh, in Kentucky, we've got a, a very large Asian carp problem in our rivers and lakes and waterways, and they're, they're going crazy. Like one Asian carp can lay a million eggs a year. And so there's there's just fish everywhere, and they're eating all the zytoplankton that the baby uh, bass and the crappie and shad and all the the game fish normally eat before they get large enough to to eat other animals. But uh, so they're they're taking up the whole food supply and crowding out all the the good fish that people want to catch, and they're dangerous because they'll jump out the they're like thirty pound and they'll jump up out of the water and hit people uh, stuff like that when the boats go by. So anyway, they're, they're looking for fishermen to come down there and do it. I've got my commercial fishing license, bought me a Suburban, got me a boat. We're heading down there. Uh, I know a guy making $6,500 a week pulling fish out of the water. Uh, they, the Chinese built a plant down in western Kentucky, and they're shipping it all back to China. Uh, and there, there's only 10 people doing it right now because nobody wants to do it. You know, They want to go be on YouTube or an air-conditioned office or you know, uh, whatever, in a restaurant, just shit like that. Nobody really wants to do that. That manly man shit no more, but I'm down for it. So we're going to head down there. Uh, I know a guy pulling three, 4,000 pounds of fish out in just an hour with a 100-yard net. So that's going to be my life. We're going to be driving down there, catching fish, camping, catching more fish, camping, catching more fish, and then heading home. So I'll keep you all posted and uh, maybe send you some pictures, Rob. But love you all. Miss you all. Just wanted to touch base. Feel free to give me a shout, man. Peace. Here we go. You are now listening to Random Rambling with Rock. Yay! What up, everybody? It is your boy, B-Rob, and I'm back with another edition of the Random Rambles with Rob podcast. First and foremost, I'd like to thank you, the listener, for coming back each and every week or however you listen to podcasts. If you're a first-time listener, I appreciate you all so much for giving my show a try. And if you're in the vicinity of the person that recommended you to me, give them a crisp high five. And if you're not in their general vicinity, you can go ahead and use your social media app of choice to DM them uh, some thanks and praise for shooting you my way. A guest I have, Jan, once again, for another edition of the show and this is a a treat a delight um i got to meet this man in person once uh very shortly and i took a picture and i was very upset that um when i showed up upon arrival you know everything was cooling off and breaking down or whatever in dallas and frog balor was already packed away and tucked in his case and i was like oh that's the only reason i came to dallas was to see Frog Balor, but I did not get to meet him and shake his froggy hand, but it's all good. One part of the New Age Insiders, one half of that movie show on either platform, either the internet or in real life radio waves and shit, um, joining me 
this what is this afternoon or evening when when, yeah, do, when does afternoon just, turn into evening you know what i'm gonna say it's it's past five o'clock it's definitely an evening all right joining me this evening is one sir i put the sir on there because this is regal guest he's high praise and you know gets many adulation liam striker oh i am so happy to be here this has been a long time coming yes you make me think of songs that go by the name of the same <laughs> yeah it's uh it's a pleasure to be here uh, you know i love the show it's fun you had mike on and i was like well if he's gonna have mike on i definitely gotta i definitely gotta get here yes and you know to speak about mike and all these other things we'll, we'll get that, to that in a second um i have to i feel like I, i'm obligated to um you know let you know how i came across you and you know all the things that you do and whatnot um many moons ago um i heard a podcast it was uh you and, y- and your co-host and this was uh let's see what what would we call this uh bb before bill okay yeah 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 so uh the dark times the long long ago yes so it was just like i was listening to you guys talk about things but i was distracted by so many things in the background sound like car windows was open yeah i was driving while i was trying to record and you know rustling paper and all kinds of things and whatnot but um you've come a long way you've done a great of many things and um i'm great to be in your it's great to be in your presence man You, you know even though it's virtually or over the airwaves and yeah, the internet course. and whatnot, but it's a uh, cool to get there to get to sit and talk to you know one of many people that have inspired me on my journey to make a quality content and you know to try to grow a community uh, to the stature of your own. Well, I really appreciate it. Thank you for all of the kind words. Uh, you know, the big thing is is that I'm really glad that you were able to suffer through those few months without bill uh because if you the the episode is still up there and and i say this to every single person that's like hey i want to start podcasting and i go mm-hmm. do it do it just get a microphone and do it because yeah. you know nothing can be worse you know you look at the new age insiders and you look at everything that you know every single show that we've done and where we're all now i mean we just celebrated five years mm-hmm. congratulations this past this past week right mm-hmm. and episode what was it like 260 something yeah. uh you know episode in the 260s didn't sound like episode one episode one literally just starts and it's in mono you know <laughs> it's on youtube it is horrendous it's absolutely horrendous you know it's me and jay and we're up there on you know we just started talking into a microphone at that point the only microphone we had was uh the film equipment that i had at the time and the film equipment that I had at the time was just a shotgun microphone and yes. a Zoom H1, which if you've ever seen one of those, is yes. the lowest model of the H1, <laughs> of the Zoom lineup. Yes. You know, so we're just sitting there and we just have it on top of my camera and we're just talking into it, <laughs> you know. So it's like, yeah, man, like it's not it's on. It wasn't even on iTunes. It was on it was on YouTube. I had to, I spent like hours like trying to attach a picture to it because I didn't realize at the time, you know, you couldn't post pictures or like you couldn't just post audio on it. You yeah. had to have a video to it. And I didn't have like a sophisticated editing software like I do now. Like right now, I edit onto the Adobe Creative Cloud. Mm-hmm. And so I didn't have that. I was using Movie Maker and, you know, it was just like, oh God. So, 
we didn't have any fancy bells, any fancy whistles. And, you know, now some five years later, you know, you stick with it and you, you keep working and yeah, now I'm now we have like a fancy opening and we simulcast on Twitch and, you know, so episode one isn't what episode 10 is going to be. And episode 10 isn't what episode mm-hmm. 210 is going to be. And that's how I, that's what I always tell people whenever they're like, Oh my God, you guys do so great. It's like Rome wasn't built in a day. So just get started. Yeah. Cause I'm an idiot just screaming into a microphone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, and that's the thing about it. I, I feel the same way that you do. I mean, I often reference my first episode to where I, I, I ask people to go back and listen to it and tell me how many times I said podcast during the podcast. Yeah, right. Because for some reason I was fixated on that word. Yeah, right. Yeah, you get into weird. You get into weird things. You know, um, there. Yeah, it's just it, you got to find a groove. You find a groove, and then you find an audience from there. Yeah, and exactly. Once you kind of figure out what the hell you're doing, or you just your level of I don't give a shit you know, just rises and it just takes over. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. I'll just kind of, it just comes over. And then, you know, but that was the thing is I, I produced the first like 30 something episodes, I think, mm-hmm. um, you know, and, and that was extremely difficult, you know, ex- doing that and hosting, you know what I mean? It, it was, it was really tough. Yeah. And so I knew that we were going to have to, find somebody else to, to do, you know, to kind of take over those producing roles. If we wanted this show to grow. Uh, I also knew that while we were just getting started, it was very important to, it was very important to grow and like reach out into the community. And at the time, Bill was doing a show called after the bell. Mm-hmm. And so I reached out to him. I was like, Hey man, like you're in the area. I didn't realize how in the area, you know, we're in, we were, he was literally the next town over in the area. And so like, didn't even realize that. And so we were like, Hey man, like let's get together and let's do stuff. Bill came up uh, with the, the round tables. They were the, after the bell round tables where he would produce it and we would, you know, all go over there and do a live show. And, uh, you know, fortunately for us, but I guess, unfortunately a little bit for bill, uh, after the bell kind of fell apart. And so it became that outside of, outside of those round tables that we were kind of like spearheading a little bit, he wasn't doing a weekly show. And so he was nice enough at the time to make us a, like an opening, like an official, you know, opening, which was killer. And it was, it was really, really good. And, you know, just kind of oversee everything, kind of like how he's done with, uh, you know, with the NAI network in its infant stages, as well as the, you know, the pop channel. And so, uh, finally I tried to give it a go in terms of trying to go live. We tried to go live for the first time Mm -hmm. and it sounded like we were in a tin can (laughs) <laughs> and so Bill was like, that was rough. And I was like, yeah, you should probably come and do this instead of me because I'm bad at this. <laughs> and he was just like, yeah, sure. I'll do it. No big. And so he, you know, that's exactly what ended up happening. Yeah. So first step to um, sobriety is admittance and whatnot that you have a problem and you have. Yeah, to. right. Yeah. You got to admit you have a problem. Mm-hmm. Now, um, between all that, that you just kind of laid out and everything, um, the knowledge you spoke about um, your vision, what you thought, what you think you should have and how you wanted to grow going forward. What I enjoy about the new age insiders and we're going to kind of jump around here and there or whatnot. Yeah, sure. Um, you just most recently had an episode a, a few back. I, I think it might have been three or four. 
yep. to where you just kind of discussed the the changing of the landscape within the new age insiders and whatnot. How wrestling is what it is, and how you just don't want to be defined by that one thing, and you want to step outside of that box and just right. be an overall arching thing. Um, let's talk about that knowledge. How you yeah. want, how did this all come to be? As far as not such as uh, the New Age Insiders, but how did you obtain that knowledge? Where did you go to school? What, I mean, are you strictly broadcasting or what, what's, what's the background? So I'm actually in, in another life and another, you know, in another life, I'm a, uh, a television producer. I'm a freelance TV producer. And, you know, I produce, I have my own production company that I run uh, here in, in Boston. And so I work with a bunch of different clients and things like that. And, you know, just kind of working in the industry as well as, um, you know, working in the industry as well as working for a variety of different mediums uh one of the one of the places i went to the new england institute of art uh here in boston and that's where i met jay that's where we met Mm -hmm. and i basically did my internship for a defunct television channel uh called g4 uh (laughs) which was a part of nbc universal and it was a uh, video game and like nerd culture sort of channel and so i interned there i ended up you know getting hired working for them for a little bit uh but then that channel got shut down and the show i was working on got canceled and so that's why i don't work there anymore was, um wasn't but, g4 the birthplace of olivia munn it is uh, i worked on that show attack of the show she she was gone after uh, by the time i got there but mm-hmm. you know yes that is the same show and um basically i am when it comes to like my role in the new age insiders is i'm kind of the i'm kind of the big picture guy uh that kind of works with these things i'm the guy that kind of acknowledges the trends and sees kind of where things are going and and kind of trying to figure out you know the best way to kind of move the ship forward um you know from like a from like a macro sense yeah um and so you know, basically, I'm looking at the numbers and the ratings because I'm a bridge to all that sort of information. And and I'm looking at, you know, the social media interaction that we get. And, you know, I'm following those analytics. And, you know, it's very much just like we're getting a lot of messages from people, people that have really liked us for a really long time. And they're like, yeah, I love you guys. And I just don't watch wrestling anymore, mm-hmm. you know. And I really don't like that. And it's like, well, we can't exist as a wrestling show if our audience uh, is not watching. And they're like, and you can love me all you want, and you can think that I'm a swell fella, and you can think that I'm, you know, the bee's knees, and you really like my show if you liked the stuff I was talking about. But if you're not listening, ultimately, that's the only thing that matters. Mm-hmm. You know, from from like a business standpoint, yeah. you know, because obviously, you know, we've built a great community and we've built great friends and, and stuff like that. But yeah, like Matty Wilson, I talked to oh, him on the phone guy. yesterday and, you know, he's a he's been a staple in the New Age Insiders community for a long, long time. Yes. And he was like, yeah, I live in the UK. So my timing is all jacked up because I'm five hours ahead of you guys and I'm not staying up till you know, the crack of dawn to watch these pay-per-views so that I can call into your show because I'm not interested in the thing. And it's like, yeah, that's really sad. And it's like, I love you, Maddie. And Maddie's like, yeah, I love everything you guys do. And I really support you. But it's like, yeah, but if you're not listening to that show, 
then that affects the business end of things when I when I approach a, a simple man, you know, uh, to be like, hey, do you want to advertise with us? And they go, you know, that's one less listener that I can tell them I have. And so, yeah, what do people kind of talk about? You look at, you know, I come from that tech nerd, you know, the attack of the show mm-hmm. sort of model. And so the idea, at least for, you know, from my perspective is, is those audiences are huge and they yeah. intersect. You look at something like Up, Up, Down, Down with Xavier Woods. And he's crossed that bridge from video games into pro wrestling because there is such a huge Venn diagram. Venn diagram. I don't know when this is exactly going to drop. So it's either going to happen or it already happened. But the fighter festival, yeah. right? That is a part of a video game mm-hmm. uh, tournament, right? A fighting game tournament. And that's all Kenny Omega spearheaded, you know? So there is a lot of overlap. So if I'm able to capture that, which I do have... You know, I do have a lot of uh, expertise and knowledge in, you know, I've covered E3 before on several occasions, you know, and I'm a big gamer myself. And so being able to kind of talk about, you know, these types of things is going to attract a larger audience. And ultimately, while we, you know, we might turn off strictly wrestling fans, you know, it's hopefully we end up gaining more on the other end. And I completely understand that because the way back in the genesis of this pod, it was just like, I love wrestling. So it makes sense to do a wrestling podcast. But then right. I would listen to all the other wrestling podcasts that I listen to. And, you know, they got scoops. They got uh, dirt sheets. They got yeah. um, reviews and all this other stuff to where I don't really want to put in that much work. I just yeah. want to talk about what the hell I want to talk about or, you know, just go wherever the guest takes me. So that's kind of why, you know, the name is well, what it is. Well, the other thing, too, is is you look at you look at all of these wrestling podcasts and everybody claims to have an inside source. Yeah. And it's like, man, you're just regurgitating the same inter- information. Mm-hmm. You know, you're trying to regurgitate the same information that you read on this website. Nothing's original. And it's all about being first, not right. You know, Mm -hmm. and so it's, you know, it's just really tough. And, you know, that's the one thing that we always tried to, you know, not be is a dirt sheet regurgitator. You know, like it'll come up and it'll come up and we'll try and, you know, if we got a scoop, we got a scoop, right? You know, like we do know people and, you know, just because of our connections in terms of, in terms of like working in the, this industry and podcasting and everything. But it's just like, don't, if you try and chase those type of stories, you end up looking like slice wrestling, (laughs) not sliced. No, not sliced, sliced. (laughs) Great person. Great, great person. (laughs) Oh, man. So, I mean, what drove you to, you know, your chosen career path and, you know, film and producing and all these other things, whatnot? So in a um, I was I've always wanted to work in entertainment. Um, I started out as an actor uh, in a I started out as an actor uh, when I was very, very young. Uh, If you listen to the I want to say it's uh, the epi- yeah, I want to say last week's episode of uh, that movie show, uh, Men in Black. I, I kind of dive into it a little bit more. Um, but I was, you know, in commercials and TV as a kid, and so I 
always believed that I didn't need to go to college for acting, yeah. right? Because there are so many places out there, uh, Improv Asylum in Boston uh, and New York, then Second City, uh, IO Chicago. You know, there's all these improv clubs that you see all these actors kind of come out of the Groundlings in LA, you know, Second City, obviously. Mm-hmm. And you can go and take a class at one of those places to become a better actor and get that stage time and get that presence and stuff like that. So I figured it would be more, it would make more sense for me to go for production, right? Learn everything behind the camera. And so my elevator pitch to anybody is, is that I can do anything 360 degrees of a camera, right? That's, that is my elevator pitch. Whatever you need me to do, I can do it. And then obviously over the years, you know, from being like a PA on like indie features, you know, to be like, yeah, I can be the guy that holds the boom, you know, uh, you know, you kind of focus from there. And so now that's kind of how I approach my, producing uh, you know because now i'm very hands-off in terms of like you know yeah i still operate a cameras most a lot of the time and i direct and you know kind of doing all that sort of stuff because i'm a little bit of a one-man band but on bigger productions you know the idea is is that yeah the guy that's running the camera you're running the camera i've hired you to run the camera because i'm working on 15 other things that i need you to do it not because i physically can't uh you know and so that's kind of always been my mindset in terms of you know, how I do that, how I work on productions, but it started with that. And basically once I graduated college, you know, I was trying to just get something started, right? Because you hear all of these types of stories of these people that started this web show, you know, the, the famous one is always sunny in Philadelphia, Oh yeah, you know, always sunny in Philadelphia started as a web show and then it got picked up and we all know what it's always sunny in Philadelphia is. One that I absolutely love right now is Letterkenny, you know, Letterkenny started out as a Twitter account that then turned into YouTube videos that now turned into a Hulu show, which is absolutely fantastic. And if you haven't watched Leonard Kenny, you got to watch Leonard Kenny. It's the funniest show I've seen in years. Noted. Um, so that's kind of the, that was kind of the genesis of kind of the new age insiders where it was like, uh, Jay and I were a part of this sketch comedy group that was get together every week and we would sit and we would write. And then we, the plan was, is to put together a bunch of sketches to then start a show, uh, you know, and then from there, him and I kind of branched off and, you know, we started watching wrestling and then started the account and then it's kind of snowballed from there. But the goal was always to just kind of start something you know, and see where it goes yeah. Uh, yeah, because you can always mold it from there. You know, like now I'm working on several different projects, uh, some with Mike, some of my own, you know, both scripted and not scripted. And yeah, now I have a platform to show people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. And, and I totally agree with that. It's just like, um, you know, all these uh, platforms or whatever you bring up YouTube and Instagram and um, even before when uh, Vine and all these other places right. or whatever. It's just like somebody can just, you know, catch lightning in a bottle one good time and they're just instantly made. And what a lot of people don't get is, you know, that don't happen for everybody. And so you get a lot right. of oversaturation of content. Uh, people kind of copying people, you know, reuse mm-hmm. of memes and all this other crazy crap. And, you know, to even go with the slice wrestling and whatnot, they got right. one thing right or maybe even two 
And now they're just, I'm doing air quotes, a credible source. Yeah, right. <laughs> right. Yeah. You look at, you know, ultimately, I think the macho man said it the best. The cream ultimately rises to the top. Mm-hmm. Um, but you, you know, the cream ultimately rises to the top and you'll, you, the good gets separated from the bad. And I think that it's just such a, there's no harm in, in trying now, right? Because you look at, you look at it and Twitch is now your own television channel. Exactly. You know what I mean? It's your own, it's your own television channel. You can put whatever you want on there. So these gatekeepers are gone and now it's the purest form. It's the purest form of entertainment, right? Because you're in this vast ocean. And if you, you're in this vast ocean and if you don't get seen, it's on you, it's on your content. You know, you don't have the built-in excuse that you don't have this built-in excuse that, yeah, I couldn't get past this TV executive. And because I couldn't get past this TV executive, my brilliant show wasn't seen. Yeah. It's, you know what I mean? It's almost kind of like, you know, before we got all these different platforms and everything, it kind of reminds me of what a uh, public access television was. You know? Right. Bob Ross, look at him, you know? <laughs> yeah, right. He's a perfect example. Yeah. You know, you, it's just, it, it, it is, it's you. I mean, and a lot of people, you know, always want to make excuses and want to make mistakes, you know what I mean? And it's just not, it's not the case. It's not true. You know what I mean? Like you, it's not true. You, you are the content, you know, in this, in this, you know, world, in this podcasting world, because if you only have 200 listeners, you only have 200 listeners, you know, and you got to make it better. No one's going to make it better for you. Yeah. Now, um, interaction. How important do you think that is for any medium that you decide to um, try to conquer? So it's very important. Um, it's very important to learn what, you know, what everybody's doing and what people are doing on the platform and how they're using it. You know, that's that's extremely important. You know, fortunately, the three headed kind of monster that we have it's really, you know, Jay's really good at creating that interaction on, you know, various platforms, you know, and I'll be the first to admit that we're not, you know, we're not the best on certain platforms, Mm -hmm. you know, and we're trying, you know, we're trying, we're trying to get there and we're trying to get better, but like Instagram, right. You know, trying to learn that and get on there because we're pretty, you know, we have a good following and track record on Twitter and that's great. But at the same time, you know, but at the same time, Twitter is pro- like, I just saw this the other day and I forget what the actual company was, but they're the like least populated social media site right now, you know? So it's like, okay, well, what do we need to do to get more eyes on this, to get more of a product, you know, or more eyes on our product? Yeah. You know, and, and that's, you know, yeah, you're, you're going to get a lot of fans by just interacting and making people feel special. Mm-hmm. You know, that's, that's the other thing. Cause you're in the business of ultimately selling yourself, mm-hmm. you know, you're in the business of selling. I want you, I want you to, uh, you know, have a good time with us. You know, one thing they teach you when you're learning how to, you know, direct stuff. If you're directing live TV, you want to see people smile and laugh. 
right? Because if you see that people are having a good time, you subconsciously are going to have a good time. Yeah. 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 It's like that um, one podcast meme where they got the guy sitting on the floor next to a poster with the three girls on it. <laughs> yeah. It, just, this is what podcasting feels like. Yeah, right. And it's just like, uh, you know, yeah. um, it's, it, you know, it's, it's definitely, it feels great when you actually do connect with an audience. Mm-hmm. And that's something that I've always, I've always enjoyed because, you know, we've had the, we've had the ability and the, or the fortune to be like, Hey, we're going to go be able to do this at WrestleMania at the, the Carnage Cure tailgate. You know what I mean? And so it's like, it's been great to be able to do it in front of a crowd of, you know, 1200 people or so and have those people, you know, love what you do and, and react. And, you know, there's nothing quite like that. And yeah, it's really, you know, it's really a real big high from anybody who, you know, has ever had the, the chance to experience it, but yeah, you got to work for it. You know, you, you gotta, you gotta put in the hours, you gotta put in the work in order to feel that sort of high. Word. I got you. Now, um, with the expansion of the new age insiders, you know, trying to move beyond wrestling and everything like that. Um, what are some of the things, cause you always talk about forward thinking and trends and whatnot. What are some of the things that you're looking to, um, branch out to it because like you were doing Wrestlemania's every year you know because you know the theme at the time was professional wrestling solely now since you're branching out in so many other mediums and whatnot um, what other venues and other events that you're looking to uh, you know put your stamp on you know we're trying to make we're trying to get to the comic cons right we're going to try and get to you know all of the different ones you know we were fortunate enough it ultimately didn't work out just because of you know finances and stuff but we got accepted to do have press credentials for san diego comic-con right and so we are definitely trending in the right direction in terms of like the name and notoriety of like of who we are and and what we what we are and so now it's to try and do more stuff like that uh you know a big thing that we have going on is uh you know that movie show and we're big theme park people right like you know i one of my favorite places in the world is is walt disney world Mm -hmm. you know i don't think i've i don't think that that's going to come as a shock to anybody who actually listens to listens to the show but yeah, we um I'm trying to get press credentials to Galaxy's Edge in Orlando. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm trying to you know, get down there and and be kind of a part of that and you know, that's the type of stuff uh Bill is a big Disney guy as well as Mike, you know, so taking what we love and what we really kind of gravitate towards and and really you know, just kind of suit it to what we want to do, you know, and, and tweak the content and hopefully the people will enjoy it and they'll, you know, they'll agree with us. And, you know, if not, we're going to, we're going to have fun while we do it. Cause yeah, <laughs> we gotta, have, we gotta have fun. I gotta have fun first and foremost, like is, is terrible as that kind of sounds is, you know, if I'm not enjoying it, if I'm not enjoying it and I'm not having fun, then there's no, reason to be doing it because it's going to come off as disingenuous uh you know i think it's we saw a lot of that sort of stuff coming with ant right and the the i don't want to say the collapse but you know the the ending of rant with ant 
you know, he, he talked about it where it's like, yeah, this isn't fun anymore. Yeah. You know, and that's, that's fatigue and that's, and that's a real thing that happens. And yeah, he, I don't want that to happen. Yeah. You know, and, and sometimes you kind of get close, you, you know, you get close when I, you know, you're talking to a group of people that are like, wow, this thing's bad. Like WWE is not good. Like they're terrible. Shane McMahon is the most important person on this show. Is it, is it actually 1998? Mm-hmm. Now, I mean, even to, touch on that or whatever man it's just um the stomping ground pay-per-view came on yesterday I, I wasn't around to watch it so i got off work early today came home i sat up on the couch threw it on and i found myself fast forwarding through a lot of the filler and um in even some matches i found yeah. myself falling asleep <laughs> right well this is the tough part about wwe right and and this is a corner that they painted themselves into right so they don't ultimately they ultimately have no one to blame but themselves but you're looking at it and yeah this is a this is a b pay-per-view right this is stomping grounds the first of its name and probably no other ones Right. Like we're probably going to never have another stomping grounds ever again. I think we can all agree on that. You know, maybe we will. Who knows? But for a show that doesn't matter about anything, you know, this is that was good. That was a good wrestling show. Yeah. And it's just it's really disappointing because WWE has made it so that it's like, no, this has to be the best. Everything has to be a WrestleMania. And they've built the fans up into the same sort of frenzy that it's like everything needs to be a 12 star match and everything needs to be crazy because people watch NXT and they only watch the takeovers. They don't actually watch any of the we they don't watch any of the like tv quote unquote yeah. and then it's the same thing with new japan right they're tuning into they're tuning into dominion or wrestle kingdom which is the equivalent of SummerSlam and wrestlemania you know so they're not they're not watching these like regular like sumo hall shows and then they're getting this skewed vision that they're getting the skewed vision that this is what this promotion is where WWE, you know, in 20 minutes from right now, WWE is going to come on TV and they're going to put on a three hour show after putting on a three hour show yesterday, mm-hmm. you know? And it's like, you know, man, that's tough. That's <laughs> real tough. And again, yeah, you, you as WWE, you put yourself in that corner. I didn't put you in that corner. You know what I mean? So don't, so don't put me, you know, don't blame me. But at the same time, it's like, yeah, you gotta, you have to evolve. And I talk about it on the new age insiders a lot. I talk about it on the new age insiders a lot because you have TV hasn't, they haven't evolved. Yeah. They haven't evolved in terms of television. You look at important television programming over the past few years, the shield comes to mind. The, the TV show, not the wrestling faction. Oh, yeah. I love that show. Michael Chiklis. <laughs> Michael Chiklis. Right. You know, it's exact. That's exactly it. And it's like he Michael Chiklis is or not Michael Chiklis, but um, Vic Mackey yes. is the most important is the most important television villain in character uh, that will never get the credit. They'll never get the credit because. 
he made it okay for Walter White and Don Draper to exist. Yeah. And that's why TV has changed because of those people. And Vince McMahon hasn't acknowledged that this is what television is now, right? I need complex characters. I need complex characters with complex storylines because that's what my audience needs. You know, that's what my audience wants. That's what my audience needs. And it's still hokey. Now, to transition away from uh, wrestling for a moment. Sure. Uh, movies. Yeah. That movie show. What, what was the genesis of that uh, wonderful and delightful show? <laughs> so, basically, it, it kind of all started from the idea of uh, we need to evolve, right? Like, the New Age Insiders need to evolve. And so, we at the time, and you're well aware, had the New Age Insiders Network. Mm-hmm. And basically, we needed to have something we needed to have something that um every single representation every single representation of an expansion on the nai network needed to have us on it right can't have the new age insiders network without any of the new age insiders so it started with the first one with the first uh with the first expansion the the kickoff and that's where late night liam comes in and so then when we expanded again and kind of shifted everything, I wanted to do a movie show, right? And so I love movies. It's a you know big part of my life, and I love everything about them. And so Mike and I were talking, and every single time they'd come up, you know, he'd text me being like, hey, we should do a movie show. We should do a movie show. And so it was like, all right, well, it's time to expand again, mm-hmm. uh, you know, in terms of like the New Age Insiders and content that we offer. So, yeah, let's make a movie show. And so at the time, Mike and I had been doing that wrestling show on Nesson. And Nesson is a uh, Northeast regional, specifically a New England regional, um, like ESPN. Yeah. And so we, that was what we, that was what we did. And so we decided that we were going to start. Uh, talking movies and so it expanded out onto the new age insiders now we're on north shore 1049 which is like a regional wrestle uh, regional radio station which is pretty sweet and yeah that's we're sponsored by showcase cinemas you know and and that's pretty cool they gave us a uh they, they ended up giving us their subscription service so we have you know a bunch of free movies we get to see every month which is an absolute delight yes now um with the <laughs> yeah, off top, uh, that movie show is in um, my regular rotation. Good, I'm glad to hear it. Yeah, goddamn, uh, you and Mike have me cracking up all the goddamn time. Uh, just listen, I already, I think I already know the answer, but is any of this discussed beforehand? No, <laughs> not really, <laughs> not really. Uh, you know, I kind of go in. You know, we watch the movies beforehand, right? And so from there, I kind of have an approach as to like what I'm going to try and do. But uh, yeah, Men in Black uh, just came up. um, And I want to say at the end of that episode, uh, we talk about a haunted videotape. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) You know, so for those of you who don't know, Mike goes, hey, uh, I just got mailed this VHS tape. And... I don't know where it came from. I don't know who gave it to me. 
uh, or, you know, where it came from or anything like that. And he uh, straight up is just like, I'm just berating him about how it's like, we do a movie show, Mike. How do you not know that this videotape is haunted and going to murder you? You know, and, <laughs> and all that is just kind of off the cuff because, you know, that's exactly what it needs to be. Yeah, because that's, I mean... When you was talking about the VHS tape before you even started saying those things or whatever, I was like, this is the ring. <laughs> right. You know, and so the good thing is, is that him and I have built a rapport, you know, together uh, where we're able to we're able to kind of feed off of each other in that way, which is really which is really good. You know, it, it, it's tough when, you know, I've done shows, I've done shows with people where the chemistry isn't there mm -hmm. and it's really tough because the, the instincts aren't the same. And so I'll make, I'll, you, it, you see it more on the new age insiders than on that movie show, but I'll make a, I'll make a, a like a, like a, uh, say something. And the idea is to trigger one of the voices that Jason does. Yes. <laughs> you know what I mean? And so like that's done on purpose, you know, it's done on purpose that, uh, you know, I'm, I'm actively setting him up for something. Right. And so Mike does, Mike allows me to kind of do that a little bit more on, on the movie show, which is, which is kind of just our dynamic and we, you know, play off each other really well. And, and that's, that's what kind of really helps with that particular show. Yeah. Now, um, what's the contrast between, you know, that movie show, the podcast and that movie show, the radio show. Uh, so the first thing is, is we, and we say it all the time is it's a, uh, it's a radio friendly show. And when they were, when we submitted like the, basically like the pitch package to be like, Hey, we'd love to be able to be on your thing. They're like, wow, you guys swear a lot. And it's just like, <laughs> yeah, well that's cause nobody pays us not to. <laughs> so, um, but the big difference in terms of format is, is the podcast. We deep dive into one movie. Uh, we talk about a single movie and then from there, you know, that's, that's the entirety of the show. The radio show is a half hour and it's all like movie news mm -hmm. and it's clean. <laughs> <laughs> so clean Hollywood Babylon. <laughs> yeah. Clean Hollywood Babylon. I can't imagine that. <laughs> yeah. So it's fun. Um, you know, we recently just, uh, opened up our, our own iTunes yeah. Um, our own iTunes so that, you know, right. It used to be under the, uh, the new age pop banner. Mm -hmm. Um, it used to be under the new age pop banner and it was just kind of there and, you know, people much like yourself, they really like the show. So just to kind of make everything a little bit easier, we found a, a way to just get our own, you know, our own feed. So it's easier to find. Mm -hmm. Now, yeah. how hard is that or was that for you all in the infancy of uh, like new age pop and, you, you know, you're trying to put the expansion out there and everything? How hard was that for y'all to try to manage? Uh, it's really hard. You know, you have a lot of people and you have a lot of egos, you know, and you're trying to manage people. It's really tough because... You know, we're trying to build something and we're bringing people on and and expectations need to be set. And we learned a lot. Right. You know, kind of everything that that kind of went on with with the rant with Ant, you know, their expectations were different than our expectations. And, you know, that kind of ended like put on the split. 
you know, between the two groups. And, yeah. and that's how, you know, the pipe bomb ends up, you know, having to be rebranded and, and moved around and, and all sorts of nonsense like that. And, you know, it's just really tough. It's really tough when, you're kind of job training on the fly, right? You know, yeah. because it's like now instead of just worrying about me, Jay and Bill and what we're doing and, you know, what we have going on, well, now I got to worry about what this show's doing and that show's doing and, mm. and is everybody feeling valued and is everybody, you know, getting what they need out of it? If they're not, what do they need? You know, DC and Doc, their needs are going to be different yeah. than chips needs you know so it's just it's learning it's learning that sort of stuff on the fly that's always been that was like a big eye-opener to me mm-hmm. and you know a big learning experience yeah uh i mean and you have that when you deal with um you know multiple people or whatnot because i mean it's the creativity bug you know right you you always have to feel like your vision of one thing has to be you know yours unique to yourself so right. you know i have nothing against uh networks or little podcast groups or clicks or anything like that i'm in many of group chats with a lot of them or whatnot right but it's just like me personally i was just like i want to do what the fuck i want to do when i want to do it how right. i want to do it and whatnot if you want to be a part of that that's fine yeah, but, right. You know, I'm not going to impose my will on you or whatnot. It's just like because I'm the random rounds of Rob over here doesn't mean that you have to be random rounds of Rob B, you know? <laughs> right, right. Well, and that was the biggest thing is just like, and, and it's not, you know, not the rant with Ant, but it's just like, you know, we had problems with people where it was just like, hey, you're, you're, I know that your show's getting X. And so that means that my show should also be getting X. And mm-hmm. it's just like, well, that's not, that's not a one-to-one comparison, yeah. you know? And it kind of goes back to what I was talking about a little earlier, where it was like, yeah, you're, you're, this is the internet and the internet ultimately will dictate what your show is worth. If that makes sense. Yeah. You know, because if you're not getting those views, you're not getting those views. And no matter how many times I tell you, Hey, listen to show X, that doesn't mean that people are going to listen to show X, you know? And, and that's just, that's the unfortunate thing that we learned about a network where it was like, you know, like DC and doc, they don't care, you know, yeah. like, like they care. They obviously care about what they, what they want. And, you know, they care about their show and they put on it. They do a great job, but you know, they both have wives and careers, yeah. you know, that are outside of this. So this is just a hobby for them. And that's fine. That's, that's perfectly, perfectly fine. But, you know, for somebody like us or somebody like Ant, you know, that, well, not anymore with Ant, but, you know, that was, it was a trying to make it a career, you know? So yeah, it, there's added pressure, you know, necessary or unnecessary and, you know, trying to manage, you know, what your best interests are versus what, you know, the group's best interests are, you know, are two different things. And it's, you know, it's always, it's always tough, you know, dealing with that, especially when you're not in the same location. Yeah. What was it like for you all to be able to uh, go as a collective group and be at your first NAI WrestleMania? Um, it was really cool. It, it, we That was kind of how we ended up having 
uh that's how we ended up having bill get on board bill came on board right before wrestlemania 31 Mm -hmm. and we were like we had no plan (laughs) like we had like a plan but we didn't have a plan and so we kind of threw together everything and and it was cool it was it was our first wrestlemania you know and like to ever attend bill's second you know so there was that really that was that really cool thing and then the next year we end up getting hooked up with uh, we end up getting hooked up with the Mania Club, and we started doing that, and then that kind of kicked everything into like a little bit of a higher gear. Mm-hmm. Now, let, let me tell you a little something about your first WrestleMania trip. That was my first WrestleMania trip as well. Okay. So I was listening to the New Age Insiders. Hey, we're going to be at WrestleMania. Hey, we're going to be at WrestleMania, whatever. I went out there. My very first WrestleMania. WrestleMania was on my birthday, March 29th. Oh, that's fun. Mine's the 25th. Hey, high five. High five. <laughs> and here I am in uh, Santa Clara or the outskirts or whatever, just waiting for WrestleMania and whatnot. And I think um, yeah, I was on Twitter talking about, hey, you know, we're looking for something to try to do or whatever. And I was DMing one of y'all, whoever was running that account. I was like, I am bored as fuck. I have a rental car and I'm willing to go anywhere. And it's like, who are you? What are you doing? <laughs> and everything. And I was just like, okay. <laughs> well, that's super funny. Now, that was the weirdest thing. Cause we were, we were supposed to do a show at, I want to say it was the park lane lounge was the name, was the name of the place. And it was crazy because we went in and it was a dive, right? And like it was basically the car. You know, everything in that that the WrestleMania hotel, the hotel was connected to Access, mm-hmm. and so it, everything was right there, and it was awesome. It was so cool. Everything was right there. It was great. Um, and then we we're like, oh, so like San Jose, such a great area. We're able to, you know, just kind of get around. It's really nice. It's a nice little walking city, which is awesome. And so we're like, yeah, the Park Lane Lounge is probably like down the street one thing. And, and it's just like, yeah, it probably is. We'll be good. You know, we'll get a lot of foot traffic. We, you know, because it was our first like remote on location live situation. Yeah. And so we get into an Uber to go do the show and we get in the car and immediately go on the highway. And I, I remember thinking to myself, shit like (laughs) this is not this isn't good the fact that we just got on the highway and it was 20 minutes on the highway we were like oh no this isn't going to be good this isn't going to be good at all no one's going to show up no one you know what i mean because at this point we weren't attached to mania club or we weren't you know there was nothing about it that was like really special uh you know for the first time we got recognized on the street it was a goddamn chip yeah. Right. It was the first time we had ever met Chip. Chip recognized us uh, right out there. And so so that was like really cool. But like, yeah, that's where we that was it. Right. Like that was the only person we knew that was there. And so we got to the bar. It was a dive bar. It was not big at all. They were like, they didn't remember that we were coming. And then I remember we were talking, Bill and I were talking right next to the bar and these two townies were sitting at the bar because it was like one o'clock and they were shit faced. And they, they looked at us and they're like, what are you doing? And we're like, oh, we're a wrestling podcast. We're here for WrestleMania and all this other stuff. And the guy just looks at us and goes, you're going to wrestle each other? It's just like, <laughs> oh, oh, we got to get the fuck out of here. <laughs> like, we got to get out of here. 
And so it was just like, holy crap. And so we ended up going back to the hotel and like begging the concierge to let us do the show in the lobby. And we ended up doing the show right in the lobby, which was awesome. Now, here, here, here I go again. Second WrestleMania, Dallas. Yes. Also my second WrestleMania. Um, yeah, talking about the tailgate and everything, the kind of secure, uh, freaking benefit and whatnot. And the talks of Frog Balor. Yes. So I get there and I fought traffic. I found, uh, by the skin of my teeth, free parking, which I think it was just a miscommunication of the parking lot attendant and me because I used, um, what's that, um, Wise app or whatever. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, to find parking. But I told the lady that, hey, I used the Wise app to find this or whatever, because it was just like, hey, show them the app when you get to the parking area, you get a discount, yada, yada, yada. So I just went up there. Hey, lady, I used the Wise app to find this. And she's like, okay, go park over there. And she gave me a ticket and I just parked my car for free. So that's awesome. Sweet for that. And then um, I walked all the way over there and yeah, I was packing all the stuff up and then putting everything in the goddamn car. And I was like, God damn it <laughs> yeah oh and i was just like can i at least get a picture so i took a picture with all three of y'all chip and uh morgan i believe okay yeah and then we all went into wrestlemania that was it <laughs> yeah right now have you since gotten your picture with a frog Balor? no oh man we gotta we gotta rectify that situation he hangs out he hangs out in the back of the news set but you know we'll sure as hell bring them down to the uh, sure as hell bring them down to the the next event. We try and bring them everywhere, uh, everywhere we go. Sweet. So we'll have to we'll have to do that because we're not like you know we're not abandoning the wrestling stuff. But yeah, yeah, we gotta. You know we gotta we're still gonna go to fun events. We'll go down. I don't know where where the next place we're gonna go is. But now you you bring up the San Diego Comic Con. Obviously, is um the, the OG the one of the biggest or the biggest. And whatnot. Since you're in Boston, have you applied for the New York Comic Con? So we haven't applied for New York Comic Con just yet. Um, but yeah, that one, Rhode Island, you know, we're going to try and get all of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to try and get all of them and just try and go to as many as humanly possible. Well, you know, that we I have a I have a list of celebrities or maybe not necessarily celebrities but like those comic-con people that it's like i would love to i would absolutely absolutely love to interview you know and meet and talk to so it's going to be a work in progress but we're definitely going to be we're definitely going to be going to as many as humanly possible i want to get back to e3 I, I was able to cover e3 one year and that was a ton of fun and i just want like i said i just want to do it again now um just so you know, registration is still open for the New York Comic Con because I just registered myself. And All right, you have at least a twenty-one day at the at the most turnaround for your uh, approval, which I'm oh, waiting great. on. So you still have time to do it. It okay, ain't till October. So, yeah, I mean, you're right there. You're on the cusp. I'm in Texas, goddamn it. So if I if I can right. make a way up there, you can just goddamn get an Uber to that motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, right. But um, right. With the expansion, with the change of the new age insiders or whatnot, even just some of the things that you were just uh, inkling at right now, interviewing other people. I knew y'all went to great lengths to bring uh, the hot and happening uh, performers and professional wrestling to the show. And Mm -hmm. even some of the veterans and some of the um, more notable ones from uh, television. 
So with the change, do you look at getting more interviews, you know, from other entertainment fields outside of professional wrestling? Yeah. um, You know, one thing we haven't really kind of explored and it's not a hundred percent my, my forte, but uh, you know, you, in this type of situation, you got to kind of do what you can. Uh, One of my best friends from high school, he is a band manager. Uh, He like an actual, like for real, band manager and he manages uh like bands like shinedown oh yeah you know so so he's there and it's just like yeah you know him and i have been talking like hey man we're we're making this switch this is kind of what we're doing you know next time you got you know so and so doing a press thing you know have them have them come our way you know and so he's he's on board with it yeah, slide that DM this way. <laughs> yeah, slide that DM this way. Make it happen, man. I mean, Christ, you gotta be you gotta be able to help a brother out. <laughs> uh, speaking of the switch and everything, when I, do you have one? I do. I, I do. Um, I had purchased one. Um, it was actually a really funny story. I went down to uh, my mom's birthday is January first, mm-hmm. and so I went down to uh, like a local casino in Connecticut uh, to for her birthday. She was like, "Yeah, I want to go down. I want to go down to this casino and and hang out and and uh, you know spend the evening gambling and just hanging out." And so I was like, "All right, cool." And so I went with them, and I had never played black, uh, not blackjack, roulette. I'd never played roulette before, mm-hmm. and and so. Uh, they, I'm sitting there and I'm watching and I'm playing it poorly right at first because I'm like I I don't know what I'm doing, and so sure enough, uh, sure enough, I basically learn it a little bit, mm-hmm. and uh, I ended up winning like a thousand bucks, and so I was like oh I don't know what I'm gonna do with this thousand dollars, so I'm like I'm gonna buy a Nintendo Switch, so that's how that's how I ended up with mine. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I just acquired one myself. And Oh, we're gonna have to swap friend codes. Oh yeah, I'm at to slide that into your DMs. Yes, please do. Yeah, well you got Smash Brothers, right? Uh, of course I got Smash Brothers. Got I'm Mar- terrible at it, but I got it. Oh yeah. What about Mario Odyssey? Of course I got Mario Odyssey. <laughs> I got uh Mario Odyssey, I got uh Zelda, I have Pokemon, I have Smash. And then I got like some of the, I, I think I got a uh, Mario, like Super Mario Brothers. Word. Uh, with, how crazy is it? I mean, I kind of feel that we're in the same age bracket, but from the time that you remember having your first video game in your hands up until now, how crazy is this technology getting, man? It's insane. So I am, I am the age of my first video game console was a Sega Genesis. Mm-hmm. You know, like I don't even remember. I don't even remember necessarily like I just got Sonic two and it came with it and I would play it and I was bad at it. I also loved Mickey mania, but like (laughs) that was, that was my jam. And so the big one, my like big second console, like the one that I like remember like getting was a game boy. It was a, it was one of the first game boys. My, my aunt, she had got it. Uh, she'd got the, like the old gray one and I loved it. And she, you know, she let me borrow it and she let me play it all the time. But, uh, I got one of the clear ones, like one of the like see-through clear ones. And it was just like, man, this thing is so cool. I get to, cause I loved playing Sega and it was just like, now I get to just game on the go. Like, man, this is awesome. And you know, you're playing things like you're playing things like Donkey Kong and Tetris and, and these games are for real. And then, 
you know, Pokemon comes out, Pokemon Red and Blue. Oh, yeah. You know, they come out and that straight up changed the game because, you know, even up until that point, you're you're looking at games like Sonic and those are those are like console games and and the handheld games haven't really like taken off. And then Pokemon shows up and it's just like, Oh no, this can be like a real console that, you know, you're going to, you know, I remember playing it more than the Sega at some point, you know, and then you get to watch it where, (laughs) yeah, it goes from that to it goes, excuse me, it goes from that to, like the nintendo 64 and the playstation and so the graphics are vastly improving and then all of a sudden you know you get the ps4 and you get games like you know i remember falling in love with the cinematics of final fantasy 7 oh yeah You, you know what i mean and how like groundbreaking that was and then for now like you watch a game now where it's like uh you know right now i fell back in love with skyrim you know what yeah, i mean yeah, like if yeah. uh, the elder scrolls game mm-hmm. and it's just like that game is so vast and there's so much going on and so it's just crazy watching these things like come you know just kind of come up and then they come up with the switch and they're like look here's the deal basically we don't do game boys anymore instead of game boys we do basically an entire console in your hand and you can take it with you or you can put it on the tv and it'll look better and it's just like are you for real right now yeah that's kind of like they took the Wii and the Wii U and smashed them together. Right. Well, that was the thing. Cause like I didn't get a Wii U. Yeah. Um, I had a Wii and it was fine. It was, you know, the problem with the, the problem with that console was very much the problem with that console was it just didn't have any support for like, you know, a quote unquote real gamers, I guess. Yeah. Uh, you know, cause it's just like, yeah, I, I like Wii sports, but that's only so fun, you know, for so long. And so then you go and, you know, you gravitate more towards a PS4 or, a, or an Xbox for more serious console. And then, and it feels like the support, you know, when they came out with the Wii U first, it was, this is just a port, like a, like an accessory, right? It's yeah. not, it's not a real, it's not a real thing for it. And it's just like, no, it's, this is a whole different console. It's like, Oh no, thank you. But you can see where it was inspired. That gamepad. I remember at E3, they were showing it off and it was cool because it was like, yeah, you can, you can like look at the gamepad and there's information up there, but there's yeah. also information on the screen. So I do like that. I did like that aspect of it, but yeah, the, the switch is very, very much, taking that and being like no this is what we intended to do all along we're sorry yeah it, it, and it's i look at the nintendo in the vein of apple it's just like hey we'll put out all these different kind of variants of phones till we get the right one that you like yeah right right that's that's a good that's a good way to put it and then like um even the what you were talking about um with the wii u how it had the you know the additional information uh, on the display pad. Let's uh, right. bounce around just a little bit within the game genre or whatnot. What uh, consoles, handhelds, and everything you think were the best, but just ahead of their damn time? Uh, the Dreamcast exactly. is the one that kind of comes to mind first on that. You got damn right. <laughs> you know, like when you think about that, it's just like, man, that, that console had everything that like an Xbox had. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And so it's like, uh, it just, it got overshadowed because 
because my answer for the greatest console of all time is the ps2 mm-hmm. you know it's just like man you you poor bastard you, you know you would have been so good you would have been perfect uh you would have been a great console but yeah sega's problems in and of themselves and not being able to kind of support it mm-hmm. definitely hindered its lifespan they didn't support it with games mm-hmm. unfortunately because they kind of went the more like arcadey route and like don't get me wrong i loved playing wwf royal rumble on the uh, the dreamcast but it's just like yeah that's not going to be able to hold you over mm-hmm. you know and like same thing with like the house of the dead too <laughs> yeah <laughs> you know what i mean like there are some good good ass games on that thing but it's just like yeah i gotta i need a light gun and i gotta play this and they got that weird ass bass fishing yeah <laughs> they got that weird ass bass fishing game now you know now even that in itself we we talk about the dreamcast and whatnot um to even jump back a little bit further uh, as far as handhelds go the goddamn sega game gear you know it's tough because i never had one i never had a game gear um my cousin did and the only thing i remember was it just ate batteries exactly (laughs) you know and so i feel like that was the downfall of it it's Uh like yeah you basically have a you basically have a handheld console that you can, you know, way before the Switch, mm-hmm. you know, or the PS, uh, the PSP, you know, and it's just like, man, you know, you just eating batteries, and it's like, yeah, you could play this for like twenty minutes if you want, I guess. Yeah, and then they had the um, the charger pack for it or whatever. It looked like um, a big ass mouse, like a keyboard mouse. Or okay, and um, I think you could probably get maybe an hour to two hours out of that thing yeah and, and then, so and look and it was so versatile too they had an attack because i was talking to um my last guest about this uh because he collecting all the consoles and everything and the game gear is one of the ones he has there's a there was a tv tuner attachment for this thing to where you can okay. plug it into the, uh, the game cartridge area and you can watch tv on this motherfucker <laughs> that's pretty cool that's pretty cool. I didn't know that. Another one is the PS Vita, yeah. right? Staying in that handheld genre, because uh, the PS Vita was awesome. Uh, it was so. It was basically like it doubled as a controller. Yeah. F- you know, for the PlayStation Three and Four, then it would also do the same thing that the Switch. I'm mean, not the Switch. That the uh, the Wii U would do. Mm-hmm where it would relay information down to the pad. So you, you know, some of it would split if you were using it and the games were really solid, at least in the beginning, because they had an Assassin's Creed game and that was a ton of fun. Uh, they had an Assassin's Creed game and then they had the Jack and Daxter collection. You had the ability to cross play, which is one of my favorite things in the world. I had MLB, the show. Oh yeah. I I think it was like 12 or whatever. And so you'd be able to cross save where you'd be able to take your play. If you had the game for both systems, you'd be able to transfer the player back and forth. Mm-hmm. And it was like, Oh, that's a, that's awesome. That's the, that's the best. And then same thing with, uh, you know, you could get the PS two classics and PS one classics on it. And it was just like, man, this is, this game is, this thing is awesome. And then Sony just decided like, you know what? Never mind. <laughs> Never mind. Yeah, as, we as, do, we know this is a good idea, but you know, yeah, fuck it, fuck it. <laughs> so I mean, all the things that we just covered and everything, we talk about how 
the Nintendo Switch is fucking awesome. It's nothing really new compared to anything that we just discussed. Just the things that we discussed was before its time. You talk about the heads up display with your accessories and attachments. Dreamcast right. had that in their memory cards. Right. Goddamn. What are, the handheld console was your game gear. It's just you right. know, before its time. Right. You can even take your chows on the go. Yes. <laughs> Take a child's on the go. I mean, the, it was weird, and I didn't understand it. I didn't understand what we were doing, but yeah, you could you do it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Now, the future of gaming. We'll get into that a little bit. They got the, what? What is this damn thing that they're coming out with? This uh, uh, it start with an S. Can't remember. <laughs> Microsoft making it. You can play games on any device. That uh, oh yeah, it's like a um. <laughs> Yeah, uh, you can. It's the cross-play thing that they got going on. Yeah, some states, some I forget. Yeah, fuck it, I yeah. don't care. But <laughs> it's a thing. And um, how do you think that's going to impact the new consoles that's coming? Because we already know there's a PS5 coming, and Microsoft has already announced their next Xbox. It'll be holiday 2020. Yeah, you know it'll be interesting. I have a personal. I have a uh, personal thing where i don't i do not purchase consoles when they come out no that is i have to i wait at least six months i wait at least six months to do that because you know uh everybody that rushed out and got an xbox 360 you know everybody got red ringed Mm -hmm. yeah you know what i mean every all they were all jacked up and so it's like okay that's uh that's fine but i'm gonna wait and then every all the kinks are going to be worked out or like in playstations the ps3 it's like yeah you can get a you can get a playstation with like a hundred gigs of ram or like a hundred gigs of storage and it's just like okay or you can wait we're going to release the slim and it's going to be like a terabyte yeah you know so you all i always wait i always i always wait yeah i, I kind of hated that too because xbox had that uh fucking Oh, it made me so mad. It'd be like 360. Yeah, I got it. Then the 360 Slim. And then now the, because the original 360 had the little pop up top memory bank up on the goddamn top of it and shit, which was yeah, right. annoying as hell. Then they came out with the Slim with everything on the inside. And then they came out with the Xbox One. Then the Xbox yeah. One X. Oh, yeah. And then the Slim S Elemental P. Yeah, right. Every single different one. It's just like, okay, whatever. Now they got just a completely digital one to where it doesn't even have a disk drive in it. Yeah. Really? That's fun. Good for them. So, things. (laughs) Yeah, things and stuff. All right. In in, in a perfect world, man, if you had, uh, because I know you get this question a lot on the New Age Insiders or whatnot. If you had, you know, X amount of unlimited funds, you book your favorite promotion, who was the first five motherfuckers you would sign and all this other bullshit. Okay. In a perfect world, if you had the funds to do so, what would be your next business venture? Um, basically, I, as dumb as it sounds, I have the infrastructure already built. Mm-hmm. I have the infrastructure already built, so I'd want to... Uh, kind of throw money into that. I want an office for the new age insiders uh, where we can kind of turn everything into a bit more of an advertising agency. Mm-hmm. 
Um, that's, that's what I would want to do is I would want to go, I would want to kind of dive into the advertising agency aspect of everything a little bit. And you basically go, go a little bit more legit in like a business venture Mm -hmm. to create branded content and more television, digital content. Mm -hmm. Uh, and then basically to actually answer the question, I want to make a television program. And this, and I'm going to let you in on the secret because I love this idea so much and I want to do it so bad. Basically, we go to a country club and we film an actual soap opera, but the soap opera is all old WWFE storylines. <laughs> so it's filmed like Dallas, yeah. but it's Austin versus McMahon. I got it. I, I dig it. I like it a lot. <laughs> That's that's the game plan. You know that's what, what I that's like, what I want. That's I like what I want. I like, that's what I want to do. I like it so much that I'm gonna edit it out so nobody will ever hear it until you do it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, thank you. <laughs> but uh, um, also um. If you could put anybody on, you know, because, I mean, you would have all the funds to do whatever it is. You know, you already have an idea in place to what you want to do. Um, who would you put money behind? Like in terms of like acting in it or. Yes. Um, so I love if money wasn't an option, it would be Keanu Reeves. I love Keanu Reeves. Everybody loves him now. <laughs> yeah. Like I've been saying on the movie show for like weeks now, I built the bandwagon. I'm glad you're all finally getting on it. Oh, yeah, I mean, I love that dude since Bill and Ted, man. I mean, exactly, exactly. Um, so I would love to have, I would love to have him, Stephen Amell. Stephen Amell, I think, would be the person. He's not doing anything right now, um, so I would love him to be a part of it. If I could just have anybody be an actor on it, that would be, that would be a cool guy to have. Word. Now, um, with social media comes a lot of bullshit so, yeah i mean we i discuss it you've discussed it many times on your shows and whatnot um what do you think is going to be the downfall of social media as a whole um eventually everybody's going to get tired of everybody else's bullshit you know i think that you know we find a lot of stuff and and mostly it's been political right at least in in this current climate yeah and everybody has that aunt or uncle that you know says something that is you don't you don't agree with right and and so that's you know that is what it is uh but you're going to be tired of it because you know everybody it's so toxic right and so it, it all stuff you know you see it now where it's like people that take a break Right. Quote unquote, they, they, they're like, I'm going to just take a break from social media. And then they find themselves not, not hating it. You know what I mean? They're like, I don't, I don't miss it. There's nothing I miss about, you know, Facebook. Cause that seems to be the most toxic one. You know, I, the one that I like the most and the one that I'm kind of on the most is Instagram. I yes. really like Instagram. That's my jam. You know what I mean? Like I, I follow, I follow a lot of people that I like, you know, and there's not that type of, you know, that type of bullshit that's, that comes with a Facebook or a Twitter, you know what I mean? Like here's a prime example. Uh, you know, Seth Rollins tweets out that WWE has the best wrestling on the planet right right now, or, or he's the best wrestler on the planet or, or whatever. Okay. And it's like, you know, Hey man, 
like, sure, that's your your opinion. You're the top champion for a very major company, right? Like, you better feel that way. Yeah. And everybody's tweeting, oh, you don't know what you're talking about. Like, that's so stupid. You're so stupid. And it's just like, you're talking about a guy that works for a company. You know what I mean? It's yeah. just like, yeah, you know, I just don't need you to be negative armchair quarterback. Exactly. Now, um, I forgot what I was about to say. No, well, the uh, <laughs> just to expound on it a little bit, it's just like I think that that's what we're going to end up seeing a little bit more. Uh, when I was in China, uh, we had WeChat, right? Because now that's a whole different yeah, issue. I almost thought you said WeChat. <laughs> yeah, WeChat. They, yeah, China. Super cool about weed for some reason. Who knew? Um, but the they had WeChat, and that's the the approved like social media of China because uh, they don't allow like Facebook or any of that nonsense. And basically, you look at it, and the it's very one to one in terms of like your interaction. You know, like you don't have a bunch of people on social media, like you interact with who you want to interact with. And, and I think that that's ultimately what we're going to see a little bit more is that type of like, whatever the next social media platform is, it's going to be similar to that. You know, we're going to, you're just going to be less observant of all these other people. Cause I'll tell you, man, I hate like the people that come over the top on stuff where it's like, I either a make a joke and it's clearly a joke mm-hmm. or I make a con- Like I make a comment about like, Oh, this movie was bad. Like this was a bad movie that we had watched, but I had a blast watching it. I think, I, I think I said it about the uh, skyscraper with the rock yeah. mm-hmm. and it's like, that movie is garbage, but man, the rock is just so charming that you can actually like sit through it and watch it. Yeah. You, you know? And it's just like, I get people being like, Oh, you run a movie show. Like you don't even know what you're talking about. And it's just like, who asked you, man? Like who, who asked you? <laughs> I do not care about your opinion. I don't care what you think. You know, um, the big one was we used to do it on Nesson. We used to do the wrestling show on Nesson and we were on Facebook live. And on Facebook Live, people would uh, people would constantly comment to Mike and I, being like, "Ugh, these guys don't know what they're talking about." And it's just like, "I should be doing this show. Why'd they get these guys on?" And it's just like, "You're the worst. I I don't I don't like you. I don't like anything. I don't like anything you got going on." Yeah, is it everybody trying to put themselves over? <laughs> right, especially in the wrestling community. Oh my god! <laughs> now, um, oh man, you just made me sad thinking about that just now. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah, I think that's about it, man. Uh, All right. Because um, these youngins is uh peeping in my door over here. <laughs> uh oh. It's like, why are we supposed to be playing that switch that you just got? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hey, sir, you got them switch? Yeah, man. Come on, dog. You got them switches, baby. <laughs> <laughs> but man I, I appreciate you and if uh, nobody has ever told you out loud uh, in your ear holes I appreciate everything that you do for my entertainment well thank you I, I definitely appreciate it because that is the goal is you know to try and bring entertainment to the people yes power to the people and the gamers and stuff 
Yeah, right. And all that nonsense. All right. Before we ride out, let everybody know where they can find you and everything that you're doing on social media. Yeah. So you can follow everything that I got going on. If you just head over to newagentsiders.com, everything is there. It's the premier place for fans of all kinds to connect, discuss, and to be heard. You can follow all of our social media accounts. You can follow the main account at New Age Insiders. You can follow myself at Liam NAI. You can follow Bill Neville, our producer extraordinaire, and one of the absolute best podcast people on the goddamn planet. Yeah. Uh, you follow him. He is an absolute delight. Uh, yeah. Every Wednesday night on twitch.tv slash new age insiders TV, we go live. You can interact with us while we simulcast the show. It's a ton of fun. We interact with people. We talk about a ton of stuff from wrestling to pop culture, to video games, uh, you know, to theme parks. So it's an absolute ton of fun. Uh, then you can also follow me and all my production company nonsense at 56 Ridge Productions, uh, 56ridge.com. And, and then it's all on the YouTubes and everything like that. Uh, follow everything I got going on with at Mike Went for hashtag that movie show. We thought it was better not to have our own Twitter account. Yeah. And we decided to just use a hashtag instead. Yeah, because I was bugging about that in the when i first started listening i was like why don't you have your own goddamn twitter because i'm tired of putting your name then his name then the hashtag and i was like wait a minute that makes sense <laughs> yeah because because uh, it's just like uh we, there is an nai pop account yeah like an nai pop twitter account and nobody uses it exactly you know what i mean and so it's just like no just hashtag nai pop and it'll be better for everybody yes well once again you have been a guest of the Random Rounds with Rob. The door is open for you to always come back to promote your next big thing. Ah, uh, uh, see, now I operate in vampire rules, so that was a mistake. <laughs> Shit, I let him in. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> and that was one Liam Stryker from the New Age Insiders Podcast. I appreciate all those gentlemen over there. Uh, Liam, Bill, freaking Jason. Uh, you, you know, it's one of my favorite podcasts and I I appreciate it. You know, I'm not going to bury the lead here. It is two o'clock in the morning. I just got home from Louisiana. They had a snafu with my son's uh, trip. They went, you know, busting all over the place and whatnot. And they got back real late. So in turn, I got home real late and then I got to be to work in two to three hours. So, you know, this just showing you my dedication to consistency of this show. And, you know, um, I'm still apologizing for being late. <laughs> but, you know, listen to the New Age Insiders. I ain't got too much to say other than my plugs because I am very tired and I need to get my stuff straight so I can get to work in the morning. So, um, hope you enjoyed the episode. Um, if you want to see me in person, you can come to Atlantic City, New Jersey to where I'll be participating in the J one con, um, November 2nd, November 3rd. So you, all the people out there in Philly, New Jersey area, New York, wherever you are in that region, come on down to the J one con, go to J one con.com, get more information and we can exchange that crisp high five. And I'm kind of extra pissed because I am tired and I'm trying to do this and get this out there and goddamn, <laughs> I, I I was recording. I was rambling like I normally do, and the fucking record button wasn't even on. So I was just talking into this mic and not recording shit. So yay me. <laughs> um, also, 
um, just confirmed that we're going to have the second annual H-Town Pod Fest. So all the local Houston podcasters can come on down to the Bar Bohemi where we did it last year. And we're going to be, you know, mingling, you know, networking and everything. Fans of the show can come meet their favorite podcasters in the local area. So that's the Bar Bohemi here in H-Town, downtown. Um, look it up. You can find them on Instagram and all those other places. You know, you smart. Use the Google machine and find Barbo Hemi come down to H Town and hang with your boy. All the Houstonians can get crisp high fives from me. And uh, that's about it. You can find me on Twitter at It's B Rob. And you can also find the show on Twitter at 3R Show. You can go to randomrobcast.com and find many different ways that uh, you can help support the show. And you don't have to spend any dime of your money to help support the show. The most important way that you can support the show and any other show that you listen to like new age insiders or whatever have you is by writing five star reviews or whatever the highest rating system on whatever podcast app or whatever you find this show. So um, anything less than four stars to give that feedback so we can uh, continue to grow and whatnot. And I'm just looking at my recorder, making sure this thing is actually recording, which it is, I believe. Is it moving? What the hell is going on right now? My eyes playing tricks on me, but uh, go to randomrobcast.com. Follow me on Twitter. Follow me on Instagram. And um, that's about it, man. I'm trying to get my stuff together and get in this bed, baby. Um, that concludes um, all my East Coasters uh, podcast that I had um, in my queue. Um, we about to take it back down to the H town with a couple of local podcasters and um, some from my hometown of Louisiana and Lake Charles. Um, that I've known as a child. So I got all kinds of stuff coming at you and um, more to come in the future. Anyway, rambling in circles. See you next time. Bye.